I'm not going to allow the fact that I feel more comfortable doing nothing rob me of the fact that I want something. Because we're living in a culture that glorifies instant gratification, mm. discipline becomes harder because you become countercultural. Right. Tomorrow is actually not promised, number one. Yeah. And number two, tomorrow comes quicker than you think. Yeah. I think the difference between routine and discipline is results. Yeah. What are your results saying? Oh, because if wow. You... Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about self-sabotage and discipline. Lacking discipline can exist on an extreme spectrum from lacking self-control in Mm. areas like time management and diet to more extreme cases like forming addictions. But as we strive to become the women we want to be, one thing that will determine how fast and how well we arrive at success is how much discipline we cultivate. So sis, have you been sabotaging your own success because you haven't gotten yourself together? You are the saboteur. (laughs) There you go. But (laughs) I can't wait to get into this conversation. However, we Mm. have a sister who is in need of help. Okay now. So it's a ding, ding, ding. What? Dilemma. Okay. So here we go into it. Hey guys. I'm from South Africa and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been an avid viewer on YouTube and I deeply resonate with what you guys are doing. So thank you very much. I wanted to ask about your opinion on unimpressive lives and living an unimpressive life or rather a life that isn't impressive enough for you to be remembered for centuries. Is living an unimpressive life a bad thing? Should you have the desire to be remembered by many when you pass on? I thought this was very nice and different. This is a very like, this is giving me existential. (laughs) I'm really enjoying it. I like it. Yeah, I thought we could philosophize for a little bit and see see where we get to. See where we get to. First of all, shout out to our South African sisters. They be holding the fort. You really do. You guys really have been carrying and we appreciate you. We need to. God, when are we going to be out there? Oh, Lord, Lord, please send us a sign. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Send us a plane ticket, baby. (laughs) Talking about sign. How about that? (laughs) Um, sis, thanks for sending in the dilemma. Should you strive towards... Living an impressive life. Yeah, being the next, I don't know, Henry VIII. Yeah, being the next yeah, X, yeah, being the next MLK. In short, no. Mm, um, I think that part of the problem with many people who live very unfulfilled or seemingly unfulfilled lives is we're always striving towards things that aren't necessarily necessary. Right. Not everybody is going to be MLK. There's only one of him. Mm. Not everyone is going to be Malcolm X. There's only one of mm. him. Um, not everybody is going to be Angela Davis. Lol, it's funny. I'm really picking yeah, up. I'm say, really choosing really, up the black liberation. Say up for the people. Black power. <laughs> By the people. <laughs> hey, I said Henry VIII, so. There oh, you yeah, go. there we go. <laughs> uh, that so Dalai funny. Lama, insert <laughs> historical figure here. Um, I think that human ambition is a wonderful thing. Mm. It is something that has propelled communities forward for centuries and there's no denying that it's an admirable thing to want to impact the world right Mm -hmm. we go to universities and we write these on our personal statements Mm -hmm. we apply for jobs and we want to you know impact change but being remembered for centuries after you're putting yourself under a lot of pressure 
And unless you genuinely think like it's jet, you had a dream, you had a vision, (laughs) Um, or it's absolutely strictly necessary. It's okay to live a life where you actually won't be remembered. Now I know it's going to sound super, super like meta, but um, unimpressive lives are fine. In fact, I don't even think the term is unimpressive. I don't think you should label your life unimpressive. To whom? Because to you, that's an unimpressive life, but to many, that's a very happy and fulfilled life. To be remembered doesn't necessarily mean that you've had a happy or fulfilling life. There are loads of dictators that have been remembered for centuries (laughs) for the wrong reasons. (laughs) And I know that we're living in a generation, particularly on social media, Mm. Lord, I mean, Mm. at Mm. this time. Mm. If it's not a TMS episode now, if we don't mention social media and its effects, the internet now, forget (laughs) patriarchy, social media, but we're living in a time where, because there's things like influencer culture, Mm. because it feels as though, you know, the things that you see on the internet right Mm. now of people's lives, it feels like there's some kind of longevity or it feels Mm. like there's, um, it's going to continue to hold and stand the test of time. It can be really tempting to be like, oh. I have to be out there. I have to do things that really change the lives of mm. millions of people. I need to be remembered for my life to matter. Actually, Ooh, that's not the that case. That's a good word. Value is not attributed because of, based on longevity and it's not based on historical memory because history's changed. Um, there's a lot of people who we remember, maybe in the, at the time they were doing what they thought was right, but mm. ended up, you know, not being so favorable in his, mm. historical eyes. Mm. This is coming from a historian, mm. mind you. The fact that you've called a life in which one hasn't been remembered in historical memory over a period of time, unimpressive problem. Mm. Um, Life doesn't, yeah, you don't have to be remembered by like by whom, right? Like people are writing about you in like history books and stuff like that. To what end? Mm. Um, I think really focusing on creating a life that's full of joy whilst you're here, doing the most as much as possible and ensuring that you have a fulfilling life mm. is the best that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I just think that sometimes human ambition, have you ever heard of the, um, oh, what do you call it? The story or the tale of Icarus? Yeah. This gives me Icarus vibes sometimes. Mm. Like human ambition can be very Icarus vibes insofar mm. as we are flying, like our ambition knows no heights until we get to the sun and then we all of a sudden scorched. we get scorched. And you don't want to put the, unnecessary pressure of having somebody in a hundred years look at your life Mm. when you could have just you know lived and existed existed the purpose of human life at least to me is not necessarily to have your story continually told again and again over centuries but in the the short period that we have Mm. make the most out of it Mm. impact as many lives as possible Mm. give people neck like after you a head start Mm. but in terms of like memory and trying to impact the whole world Mm. and have you know history books written about you Mm. girl go have some fun man i'm screaming i'm screaming what about that's really interesting that's really interesting i think i think one thing really just plays on my mind here i think it's easy like you said with social media and also just uh rhetorics like change the world um like you said, human ambition and strive for like the stars and stuff. I think um, living an impressive life, not a bad thing. Living an unimpressive life, not a, a bad thing. And I think that idea even of being unimpressive, like you, I think you perfectly framed it to who. And also life is about making an impression. So actually impressing on somebody's memory, their yeah. their emotions and stuff like that. So I think there's, there's these, these ideas 
that people have about being um kind of memorialized and like you said going down in history yeah i think the thing that plays on my mind is are you chasing the fame or are you trying to leave do something of impact and i think that that's the issue like we glamorize being in the books people talking about you people writing about you people knowing your name but like you said why the reason why we know the names of the people we know the names of and MLK, Malcolm X, Angela Davis, whoever, Gandhi, whoever it is, or like the amazing women who have done things in history. The reason why we know their names is because of the things they did. And I think if you don't give enough focus to following your convictions, doing things that actually change and help society, doing things out of pure passion, conviction, drive, rather than just, I want people to know my name. I think that's when you make a mark in history, right? When you actually say, I'm going to try and do the work that is entailed, um, that is entailed in changing the world. I'm going to, I mean, even the people that we know and who are in history books, changing the world has a price and you have to make a personal decision. Am I willing to pay that price? Because, there's many ways for people to know you, like you said, not all of them good. Mm. And if the goal is just for people to know you, what benefit does that really bring you apart from feeding your pride mm. and your ego? And that's not really what um, you should desire for your character and for your heart. Um, I also think, however, aim to live a life of impact. Aim to live a life of impact that is not just on a global scale, but change the worlds of people around you. Mm. Leave impressions on the world of people around you. If you want to be remembered when you pass on, it's all dependent on how you live. Are you living in a way that makes people want to remember you in a positive way? Because people can remember you in a negative way as well. And it's not necessarily the flashiness or the um, how how, uh, ostentatious your life is. It's more so about how did you make people feel? And like you said, how did you give them a head start? Or how did you also help them become a better person? What um, joy or like you said, all these amazing things did you bring to their life? You need to focus more on the outpouring rather than the praise. People want to be applauded, but they're not really thinking about why should we applaud you? And so then you kind of strive unhealthily, this unhealthy human ambition for things because people are attracted to shiny things, but actually developing who you are and deciding I'm going to follow my convictions. And yes, if, if me following my convictions, me following my purpose, me serving really well leads to me being applauded on a global scale for centuries, Mm. then so be it. But that's not the focus. I'm sure someone like Martin Luther King wasn't sitting down thinking, or even like someone like Malala. Malala wasn't sitting down thinking, what's going to make me make the history books? Bro. No, you follow your convictions. Yeah. You follow, um, you stand for what you believe in. You do the thing that is real scary because you believe in it, not because you want the applause. And I think that if you focus too much on the applause, you're going to do whatever you can to get it rather than staying true to why you're actually on this earth. Mm. So that I, the idea isn't to live an impressive life. It's just to live a life dedicated to purpose. It's to live a life dedicated to serving community dedicated to following your convictions um discovering who you are what your talents are and using that to serve people in your community only god knows how far that's going to stretch but welcome whatever however far it stretches, welcome it that's what i'd say and if it only stretches to two people then that's a life well lived you've done what you needed to do that is a life well lived and do not despise that and don't also um 
feel as though that discredits your work. The marker is not the quantity. It really mm. is the quality mm-hmm. of what it is you have done. Um, so yeah, I just thought that this was a very interesting like dilemma that. of sorts. Hey sis, this is a quick ad break from your sponsors. Us. Uh, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> As you know, the first ever To My Sister's live show is happening October 23rd here in London, our home city. Don't worry, international sisters. We will come to your city soon. But until then, we have got your back with virtual tickets. You can join us virtually on the day. That's right. By copying your ticket, which Renee is going to tell you more about. Absolutely. So we have (laughs) virtual tickets, which means that you can join in from the comfort of your living room, your cafe, your bedroom heck your bathroom wherever you feel the most comfortable <laughs> with your snacks with your drinks all yeah. of that good stuff all you'll need to do is to sign up via eventbrite which is available both on the mailing list but also across all of our socials we have shared the link it's in our instagram bio it's in our twitter bio heck it's in every bio yeah, it's in the description of this video it's in the show notes of the podcast absolutely you'll find it. and you can expect so much good stuff we actually have a playlist coming out that you guys can uh, vibe to <laughs> vibe to and add some of those uh bangers and mash See what I did there. See what I did there. Had some of those bangers too. And we will definitely be engaging in conversations. It'll be an interactive live stream as well. So you'll be able to comment, you'll be able to share your dilemmas, and you'll be able to party and vibes with us, albeit virtually. So we are really excited. Yes. So for all the sisters who may not be able to come physically, please do get your virtual ticket. Even if you're international, you can hop on our first live show as well. We cannot wait to see you there on screen and we'll be on your screen but back to the episode back to the episode (laughs) i like that yeah man but we're about to jump into something that will help you make legacy which is oh there you go well, I should have said build legacy, but you know that what I was trying good, to say. That was good, though. You come, you're coming out with those segues. There you go. That was smooth, slip and slide. Discipline, discipline. And as we were kind of listening episodes that we wanted to bang out for you guys over here on the podcast, we were talking about um, how discipline is so closely linked to self-sabotage yeah. because a lack of discipline. Um, actually, no, you're the one who made the point about the link. So tell us, why is self-sabotage <laughs> linked to discipline? You let us know. Actually, that was you. (laughs) No, but Um, I I want you to explain because I think you you explained it really well. Yeah, no, I think that, yeah, discipline is definitely linked to self-sabotage in the sense that if you don't have discipline, what the next step often looks like is self-sabotage. And this is not necessarily like, this self-sabotage is distinctive from slip-ups. On your journey of whatever it is you're trying to be more disciplined mm. in, let's just say general overall discipline in your life. Right. There will be moments where you feel like you don't want to do what you need to do to get ahead. Or right. there will be times where it's actually not possible to do what you want to do or need to do. That's not necessarily self-sabotage. But self-sabotage starts to creep in when these things become a pattern. Mm. If you have no pattern or no governing body or no kind of discipline, essentially, yeah. the like the opposite of that is self-sabotage right. because you are literally if you're not disciplined if you're not working towards your goal it means you're moving in the opposite direction yeah. you're moving away from it so when you don't have discipline or when you lack any kind of structure or governance in your life you open the doorway to self-sabotage because you're not working towards a very specific goal or a very specific version of yourself that is at its peak mm. um then you start 
entertaining actions or people or thoughts that are actually the antithesis to where you need to go. So if you are trying to be more disciplined with say your diet, if you don't actually have a structured meal plan or if you don't have any kind of like governing institution around that, then you open the doorway to self-sabotage because you don't have any kind of guidance whatsoever. And all of a sudden, all the things that are not permissible to help you to get to your goal become permissible. Mm. And that means you thought any chance of success that you have because it now becomes a pattern in your life. In the same way that maybe you're trying to have more sexual discipline. Mm. If you don't have a very key or very like firm belief system Mm. in place when we're talking about things like sexual discipline, then you will have room to move. You'll have, Mm. listen, one of my favorite, favorite sayings is if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Mm. And if you don't continue to practice the art of discipline or Mm. having some kind of like rule system in place, then you'll practice the opposite. Something else becomes your ruler. And that's how self-sabotage starts to creep in because you've normalized this whole working outside of something or working Mm. away from something Mm. as opposed to moving towards it. That's really good. That's a really good conception of it. I think what's interesting though is as people and as women with goals and Mm. desires to succeed, why would we become in a sense in essence what you're saying our own worst enemy yeah why would we be the one to set the traps that we fall into why do why do we as human beings self-sabotage yeah there's a number of reasons why we self-sabotage and i love the topic of self-sabotage because a i'm definitely somebody who has been through the pattern and the cycle yeah. of self-sabotage but also i'm just really really passionate about making sure that people are not blockers in their own way yeah. i think i said in like one of our previous episodes that sometimes you are the final boss that yes. you meet at the end of the game and for women it's particularly true Mm. Um, but in terms of us setting up traps for ourselves because as women we are so susceptible to first um social narratives right we are so susceptible to um an imbalance of power so Mm. again we've got all of these voices we've got all of these things that are competing to tell us what we're supposed to be that we rarely have time or rarely feel like we have thinking space to define who we want to be when we want to be it how we get there because there's so many competing voices competing social narratives competing responsibilities some of them false it can often feel difficult to move towards your goals in a healthy way Mm. and because of that we set traps for Mm. ourselves Um, another reason why a lot of women fall into this trap of self-sabotage is we haven't actually fixed a healthy image of ourselves Mm. and because many of us are dealing with trauma that has actually like contributed to that some of us don't think we're deserving of the goals that we're setting ourselves up for so good so how can you actually set a goal if you don't believe that you are deserving of the reward at the end of the race i wouldn't be motivated to run a race if i thought that i didn't deserve the trophy at the end yeah doesn't make sense yeah so because maybe consciously you have said I want to get, you know, a house or I want to get a healthy relationship or I want to get X, Y, Z. You've outlined the goal. But because you haven't done the work of understanding that you actually deserve the goal. Right. That means you're going to be less inclined to actually plan and train for the Mm. goal, which means you've already set yourself up to fail because you don't think you deserve it. So good. So I think for a lot of women, because we suffer from things like insecurities, because we're still dealing with trauma, because we're still healing, we haven't gotten to a place of understanding that actually I'm working towards this thing because I deserve it. Right. Many of us, we've spoken about this in a previous episode as well. Many of us are not working towards things from a place of love, Mm. but from a place of actual genuine 
hate mm. for ourselves. So we're not working towards a healthy body because we respect ourselves. Right. We're working towards it because everything else is telling us that we should hate our current form. Right. That will only be accepted once we get to that particular right. point. And it makes it so much more difficult to get to that point because it's like, oh, do I really deserve it if this is what I currently look like mm. and feel like? So understanding that you deserve what's at the end of the tunnel, what's at the end of, you know, your discipline yeah. and what the, the fruits are when yeah. you actually actively work towards something is why we often self-sabotage. Sabotage, that's so good. Um, and then I guess this one is a little bit trickier to like talk about and swallow, but some of us are just lazy. Mm. Sometimes it's actually genuine procrastination. Yeah. Sometimes it's the, um, I'm happy as I am. I'm unwilling to change. Um, and I think it's important to call that out as well. Yeah, because 100%. again, accountability, all of that 100%. jazz. But many of us think that it's it's almost the opposite end of the whole going through trauma and not deserving the goal. Mm. But many of us think that because we deserve the thing, it's entitlement. it's entitlement precisely. Because we think that we are entitled to a particular thing, we don't have to do the work to get right. there. So that's another um, form of self-sabotage yeah. because again, I'm not doing the work. I deserve this. Yeah. By virtue of me being me, I deserve this. I deserve this. this. So it's towing the spectrum between on one end, the I despise myself, but I also don't deserve what's at the end of the tunnel. And then at the very, very far end of the spectrum is mm. I'm entitled to this. I don't need to work to get this. Yeah. Um, it's mine. Right. Right. So those are some of the reasons that I think us as women in particular can be our own worst enemy. enemy. But Miss Courtney. No, I, I think thoughts? it's I think you've given a perfect like roundup of them. I think there's the other one where you don't believe you can be that person on the other side of the work. Mm. And I think that there can sometimes be this idea that whilst I want this thing, do I actually believe or I want to be this person or I want to have achieved this goal mm. or cross this milestone? Do I actually believe that I am the person to be able to do it? And I think a huge form of self-sabotage is imposter syndrome. Mm. Though I may even have proof around me in my life that I am talented, I am smart enough, I am, um, I I have gotten myself to this place through, you know, pure favor and my ability to maintain relationships and be disciplined in whatever regard, and even if, even if I wasn't very conscious of the fact that I was doing it, yeah. if I don't, uh, if I don't believe that I actually can be that person on the other side of hard work or can be the other person on or the person who holds the trophy on the other side of the finish line even though i have all that experience and that proof i just can't understand how good things are happening and i think that's one of the biggest manifestations of self-sabotage people see it's not mm. even in the face of challenge or in the face of um negativity it's mainly in the face of success i think people often see a new opportunity comes to you and you easily self-sabotage if you don't believe you deserve it. Mm, and, sure. and not just the goal, but actually the things that come along the line of the journey, the people that come to help you, mm. um, the people that give you opportunities. If you start to think this is good, too good to be true, why is this happening to me? This is all going to fall apart, that I'm going to lose something or something is inevitably going to go wrong. If there's that kind of level of paranoia, you you easily self-sabotage because you're preparing for something which might not even happen, which yeah. is failure, yeah. right? And I think that that's one thing that self-sabotage does. It kind of reorients you from focusing on success to focusing on failure, especially the 
the places where you have failed in the past. And I love that you mentioned laziness because I think a lot of us can get into this woe is me kind of mentality of why are things not working out? Why did it do? Why haven't I got there yet? And it's like, because you haven't activated your legs and started to do the walking. You need to get up. So it's like, you need to, nah, biggest man thing. You need to get up. You need to do it. Cause then it leads to kind of a resentment sometimes for other people having it mm. or a jealousy or a comparison. Yeah. But those people are doing the work. You're just not. And you need to get up and do it. And it's not easy. And I think mm. we, we even always have those conversations, right? About the glow up or leveling up or whatever you want to call it in terms yeah. of becoming the woman that you want to be. It is not an easy thing. And if you don't decide... I'm not going to allow the fact that I feel more comfortable doing nothing rob me of the fact that I want something. I'm going to have to get get up and do the work, right? Yeah. If you don't say that, you're going to not achieve anything. Um, we watched Shang-Chi recently and The Legend of the Ten Rings with Marvel. Marvel, okay. stand up. And in it, um, what's that girl's name? something Fina Aquafina Mm -hmm. her character is told something which is if you aim at nothing you'll hit nothing you've been holding on to that one for a minute oh no it literally just came to my mind it literally just came to my mind (laughs) if you aim at nothing you'll hit nothing and I think that in that you actually need to do the active work of Mm. seeing what you want aiming at it yeah Yeah, you may miss a few times but you've got to keep trying but if you have actually no aims Mm that it may be a huge reason why you are being lazy or you are self-sabotaging yeah. or you are lacking discipline. You don't know where to channel that energy to anyway in order to cultivate it. Mm. So then I guess it, it brings us to a conversation to, um, it brings us to the conversation of discipline. Yeah. If you're not lazy, if you're trying not to be lazy, you have to cultivate discipline. You must. You must. <laughs> but, why, <laughs> but why do you think people struggle so much with self-discipline? Yeah. Um, a variety of reasons mm. why people struggle with self-discipline. Um, literally everything that we have been brought up with is about instant gratification. Right. Discipline is all about playing the long game. Mm. And because we are literally living in a microwave popcorn generation, mm. everybody is looking for a quick fix, but mm. the quick fix does not exist. Mm. And if it does exist, it comes at the detriment to something about you. Mm. So when we think about diet culture, right, everyone is looking for that magic pill, magic potion, apple cider vinegar, babes, mm-hmm. um, that will help you get to the body that you want, not understanding that because it's such a quick fix, you're actually damaging your body in the long, mm. long run. Whereas if you had stuck to a diet plan for eight weeks, yeah, it would have taken long you would have gotten to the body that you wanted mm. and you would actually be a lot healthier mm. in the same way that when we think about um other forms of discipline right um sexual discipline when we think about mental um discipline about yeah. reading and stuff like that sure you know reading a book will take some time out of your day but actually if you just allowed yourself to get into the swing of reading every day you would get to your goal of reading 32 books in a year a lot Mm. more quickly than trying to binge everything on youtube Mm. um in one hour Mm. so i think because we're living in a culture that glorifies instant gratification Mm. discipline becomes harder because you become countercultural, right um and it's really difficult to exist in a space where Everything about you and everything that you want is countercultural mm. because there's very few support systems unless you actively go seeking that's them. That's really good. That's why communities, that's why friends, that's why the people you have around you are so pertinent when it comes to discipline. Mm. Because if you're living in a wider society or wider culture, which is surrounded by, you know, things that you're trying to stay away from. Right. 
the people that you choose to be around right. and the things that you choose to be to be around become all the more important. So a lot of us struggle with discipline because everything else around us is telling us that instant gratification is fine. Mm. Next, I think a lot of people struggle with self-discipline because they've actually never seen it right. modeled. Okay. Right. And sometimes not only have they never seen it modeled on other people, but yeah. they've actually just never done it themselves. Right. right. So sticking commitment. A lot of us in this generation have I've commitment issues. Yeah. We have commitment issues. We are afraid of the long haul. Mm. We are afraid of long journeys. Mm. We are afraid of the future. What if something happens? Mm. I'm afraid of committing to this person because what if we break up? I'm afraid of committing to this person because what if they cheat on me? Right. I'm afraid of committing to this business because what if I lose significant amounts of money? Many of us are afraid of commitment and we're afraid of the possibility of failure yeah. at a later stage yeah. as opposed to the initial failure of, you know, starting your journey or whatnot. Yeah. So commitment is actually an issue for many, many people because that fear of failure, oh my God. <laughs> Big <laughs> Falling time. Falling hurts. Big time. Failing Big hurts. Time. And it is even worse when you fail at a later stage. Mm. It's so much worse mentally and physically if you fail mm. at being abstinent when you're one year in versus one month in. Right. You, give, right. you actually afford yourself more psychological more, yeah. grace. It's easier to deal with a business failure at the beginning stages right. than five years in. Right. Heaven forbid that your business fails at year five. Right. How will you come back from it? Right. So there's definitely that fear of failure, that fear of committing to something, mm. um, that fear of really giving yourself to something mm. and committing to doing the ongoing work mm. that is required to maintain it. So good. And then I think related to the very first point about instant gratification, many people are not used to saying no now to say yes later. Right. To let, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So denying yourself or seeing the act of denying yourself in a positive light yes. is really difficult for a lot of people yes. to grapple with because we think that self-love is all about yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But sometimes self-love is actually no. Actually, no, I'm yeah. not going to indulge in this. I think this whole culture of indulgence, yeah. right? Self-love being indulgent. Yeah. Self-love being, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. Exactly. Yeah. Self-love being, you know, Sometimes self-love, love in general, is not always going to be nice, cushy, comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes the most effective forms of love, both love and self-love, is restriction. Yeah. Sometimes it's discipline. Sometimes yeah. it's, I'm going to put in the work now right. so I can reap the fruits later. Right. So, yeah, so that's good. kind of what I think about self-discipline. I, yeah, I think another thing is, because I think sometimes the instant gratification versus delay thing is interesting because I think... People procrastinate because they, like you said, they understand that there can actually be instant gratification that works. So for example, I don't have to do the eight week thing because I can wait till the last week before I need to be skinny yeah. and do something yeah. instant. Do you get what I mean? And it works. And so I think also there's this over-dependence mm. on um, the quickness of things like technology, the quickness of um all the things we have at our convenience, not because they're negative, but because they don't teach us process. Mm. And I think that that's one thing. Like it's very easy to despise the idea of process when you do get used to, but I can do it another way, which is much quicker. Mm. And then I think it then calls into question this idea of time, our perception of time. Mm. I think a lot of us have this idea that we have more time than we do. 
And the only reason why I say that, and it's not to panic anybody, but I think (laughs) as somebody who really dealt very badly with procrastination, this idea that I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, your security in the idea that tomorrow will come Mm. is very telling of where you are mentally. I think when you kind of have, and, and I think 2020 kind of gave us, 2020 vision into the idea that tomorrow really is not promised number one and number two lol no (laughs) the idea that tomorrow is actually not promised number one yeah and number two tomorrow comes quicker than you think yep and i think that that's where a lot of us we haven't allowed ourselves to for that to really sink in yeah a lot of us look back at for example i was saying this to one of our friends oh my gosh where did 2021 go? How is it September already? But as you're living out those days, you're not really cognizant of the fact that the days are going really quickly, really quickly, really quickly, really quickly. So you also don't then tell yourself, I need to start doing more because Mm. time is running quicker, Mm. but rather you kind of get to a stage and you look back and you think I've wasted so much time. So instead of kind of course correcting yourself for then how you approach the future, you kind of just get fine and just saying oh time went really quickly but how much time did you lose and how much time did you allow to slip away Mm. rather because it's not that we don't have adequate time it's that we're not spending our time wisely um i think the other issue is also um i like that you said um commitment i think commitment issues come because we don't want a feeling of being trapped it's even like when we have conversations in our generation about choosing a career, yeah. choosing a spouse, getting married, this idea that no, those are archaic notions. I think our fear is feeling trapped in something. And I think what you we kind of are seeing as being trapped is like you said, commitment, actually knowing how to stick to one thing. Mm. It's very difficult. Very. We lack focus. Ah, boy. And that's the issue. If you're scared of being trapped, what you're really saying is I I want to have my eggs in multiple baskets so that I can focus on multiple baskets. But the question is, how do you focus on one path when you've also got another 10 paths lined up for yourself? You've always got contingency plans. This is not to say that they are unwise, but yeah. this is in the sense that have you committed yourself radically to something so that you can prove to yourself that you can actually do it Mm. rather than I'm going to give myself a million contingency plans so that I never force myself to be a better version of myself. The person who can commit, the person who can see things through, um, the person who ultimately is birthed out of pain. And I think that that's an issue. We don't want the pain that comes with discipline, but pain births the person that you're desiring to be. And I think that that's, that's the bit that as you're as you're trying to level up, glow up, what you're saying is I'm evolving. Mm. That's painful. Yeah, that is. requires looking completely different to how you looked before. And I know everyone always says nothing really grows in your comfort zone. Um, but I think it's more so about, it's less about this comfort zone and it's more so about expanding my mind and expanding my territory i'm trying to do the things that are hard now because they're not my comfort zone Mm. till they become easy yeah i'm trying to expand my comfort zone and i think that that's one thing we need to train our minds to understand this will not be hard forever Mm. this will not this this season of discipline the thing that i'm struggling with even if it's something as simple as making my bed my bed will become instinctual to me and ins- instinctive to me if I do it for long enough. For but sure. if I don't do it for long enough, it will always be hard. That is one of the most 
hard things to really grapple with. This idea that if you cross the bridge now, you won't have to cross it again later. But if you keep standing at the edge of the bridge, like I'm scared to walk over the highway, I'm scared to walk over the water, you'll always be stuck in the same place. If you do it now, you'll drown. If you do it now, it will be easier later or it will be normal to you later when you confront that fear, when you confront that challenge, if you Mm. climb, if you climb over that thing, your endurance, your stamina, your ability to do it again, it becomes so much easier, right? But the longer you commit to it is what determines how easy it becomes. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's that you, you hit the nail on the head in that area of commitment. So then I guess if you've been struggling with discipline, um, and actually I want to see, yeah, I guess if you've been struggling with discipline then Mm -hmm. for a long time, what are some of the lies then? Like, I think we've, we've, explained it in long form just now but some of the lies that we kind of believe as people about discipline Mm. that we can expel and i guess that lead to self-sabotage that we can expel from our minds um as we go into this week or you know as we glow and grow as the girls say Mm. listen while you were speaking yeah when you said um you know mountains i was thinking of miley cyrus's song it's always gonna be another the worship song (laughs) that is the prophetic worship (laughs) That is the climb. Yo, when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> you're actually right. Listen, every lyric, I'm always going to want to make it move. move. There's always going to be an uphill, uphill battle. battle. Sometimes I'm going to have to lose. lose. It's not about how fast I get, get there. there. It's not about who's waiting on the other, other side. side. Come, come on. It's the climb. It's the climb. Even the ad lib. That's the keep your faith. <laughs> keep the faith. Oh, Psalmist Miley. Keep Psalmist Miley Cyrus of the Upper Secret Room. And then she gave the little. Yeah. She was in her prophetic bag. Miley. Yeah. That was a song birthed out of the secret Pastor place. Miley. I mean, back go. in the day. Because... <laughs> anyway, sure. Then. Or <laughs> <laughs> more evolution. It's um, all right. It's always the it choir well. members that yeah. fall. So. <laughs> it's the drummers and the choir members. Lead worshipper like Miley. Fam. The <laughs> common <yeah>. myth. <laughs> the the common myth that we um, associate with discipline. Yeah. I think you already touched on the first one, which is this is going to be hard forever. Yeah. I love the fact that you said that because it, in my mind, I was literally thinking of literally everything that I used to find difficult, I now f- I find so easy. easy. Even when we think of like when we go to school, right? If you stick at something, it becomes easier. Yeah. If you stick at it for long enough, it becomes second nature. Yeah. I think that's really important because if you have in your mind that this is going to be hard forever, you won't like continue to exert the same amount of effort. Mm. You won't um, continue to actually dedicate yourself. Mm. I think discipline also requires dedication. Yeah. You need, I love the fact, there were so many things that I loved, yeah. but I love the fact that you touched on focus and sticking to something. I'll admit, I definitely was the babe that was out here. Multi-hyphenate, multi-poly. I don't need a niche. No, 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 no. And that's not to say that you shouldn't explore. Oh, 100%. But I think you should explore with the intent to find only a few things to focus on. Mm. Because the thing with the human mind is we have a finite amount of energy and um, attention span. This is it. And thinking that you can evenly distribute these things for extended periods of time is actually, you can't do that. 
Um, we are not, I don't believe in multitasking. Yeah. We're not multitaskers. Um, there's new research on like super taskers, but that's like point one one one. like point. <laughs> you're not nil. that. You're not and that. I think that's even something that. like us, that lot that tell ourselves, I work better under pressure. I did it. It's, you don't. It's called high functioning <laughs> anxiety. hundred <laughs> percent. Have you actually given yourself a chance to see what it's like when you're not under pressure? And also you're not always the exception to the you're rule. Not. Stop giving yourself not, all this grace. Fine. Do you know what I mean? It's actually <laughs> You're fine. giving yourself too much room to fine. wander into danger. I'm the different put one. Put yourself, and I, I love, like, sometimes you need to, like you said, sometimes you need to put yourself on a short leash yeah. because yeah. you know what it is you're destined yeah. for and what it is you're trying to achieve. Just because you've seen it work for other people, beloved, it might not work for you. And exactly. you need to be honest with yourself. Does this actually work for me? There are some people who get so much done because they wake, and they wake up at 10 a.m. But if you wake up at 10 a.m it doesn't work for you you have to know actually i have to make more sacrifices and i also can't be pissed off at the fact that i have to sacrifice more than the other people who have found themselves in the same place Mm. of success as me Mm -hmm. that's just life Mm. life is Mm -hmm. not fair Mm -hmm. you may have had to it's like when you go to uni right and you meet those people who um you know yourself like for example when we went to uni we knew the hell and high water we had to pass through before we got there but then you get there and you meet people who this has been in their life plan since they were two years old in fact they got in because their dad knows so and so they didn't even have to do as much as you did you can't be upset at that that's people's lots in life yes there are loads of structural um inequality issue we acknowledge that but i'm I'm using it No, because you know people will come and do this. This the structural. <laughs> yeah. inequ- I'm not talking about structural inequalities. I'm just talking about the fact that not everyone has to work the same for sure. In, um, in the same level, exactly. And you can't despise people for that because God knows my children will not have that test when you're fighting hell and high Absolutely water to get not. to where struggle. they got. We need to. to like stop glamorizing struggle, struggle in that particular instance, and also understand that discipline looks different at different stages. Yeah. So what gets you to a place before may not get you to where you're going at the end, and it will require you to actually change your modes of thought it will require you to actually adopt a growth mindset yeah because some of us are not getting the results we want because we're still using structures of the past some of us are trying to get you know this particular body but hey sis you're 28 you're not 18 all of that stuff that you were doing at 18 is not going to work for you then your metabolism is different your weight distribution is different your life circumstances are different some of us are still trying to do up oh you know I want to get bae. You know, I'm going to put on this little dress when I'm going to be on the corner, at the corner store. You know, beloved, they don't hang out at the corner stores no more. Not the men you're looking for. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are some men who were there. I don't know if you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, that is primary school boys. Those are secondary school kids. And some creeps. So I don't think the corner store is where you're going to be looking for them. So understanding that there's different levels of discipline mm. and that each level plays out to another level. So even when we think of like things like fitness, right? Yeah. What's you, what you, you got started in is foundational for the next step. Right. In fact, sometimes what you started off with will often become your warm up for your next season. Yeah. And I think many of us are stuck in this idea of like, this is exactly what discipline will look like forever. Right. It won't. Right. It won't. What got you to the 100K revenue will not get you to the million. You need to do something different. Yeah. So I think- one However, of the, 
what will get you to the 100 million revenue mm-hmm. is knowing how to adapt the things you've learned precisely, to get to 100k. Precisely. So tra- it's essentially training. training for the next season. Yeah. And seeing discipline not as something that is like super rigid, looks exactly like this in every single season is important. Yeah. With discipline comes fluidity. Mm. And I think because we have in our mind, if someone says discipline, waking up at 5 a.m., drinking your green tea, going to the gym for an hour, discipline doesn't always look like that. Right. Sometimes discipline looks like dedicating 10 minutes of your day to reading. Right. Sometimes discipline looks like dedicating a full day to reading. Right. So understanding what type of discipline is required in each season is important. Um, Other lies that we tell ourselves about discipline... We can be disciplined without accountability. Sometimes we just think, I'm just going to change everything. I'm going to be good. Ooh, no, that's a good one. No, of course you have self-accountability and that's important. Some yeah. of us don't even have that though. <laughs> we don't measure, we don't Early. try to understand. Okay, cool. I've done this for like a month or two months or mm. however long, but what progress have you actually shown? Right. Some of you are stagnant with your discipline, but you're stagnant. Mm. You're doing things that you know are clearly not working or they're not yielding the results that you want under the guise of I'm being disciplined. disciplined. That's actually not discipline. That's routine. Mm. So I think the difference between routine and discipline is results. Yeah. What are your results saying? Oh, because if wow. you, you can run however long you want, but if you're not decreasing your pace, something is wrong. If you want to be a sprinter, right, you actually make sh- you need to make sure that your routine is yielding the results such that the um, time it takes you to run a particular mile decreases. If by the end of the year, you're still running at the same pace, beloved, you've been, you've yeah. had a great routine, you've yeah. enjoyed your time, but the results are speaking such that you didn't have enough discipline. Right, to reach your goal. Exactly. So there's the self-accountability that's needed in terms of assessing how much progress you've been making with discipline. And then there is the other accountability, which is the people around right. you. And of course, we love to emphasize community here at TMS, all of that kind of stuff. But those things are important because you can't always rely on yourself to have either motivation or discipline. Mm. Sometimes you actually need to lean on people outside of you to to make sure that it happens. Like if you are the kind of person that's like, you know, I'm being celibate or abstinent or whatnot. Sometimes you need someone to be to actually talk to you about Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Or if you are trying to, you know, turn the 100K revenue to um, a million, or if you're even just starting out, you're trying to flip 10K, you will need people to talk to. You will need people to be accountable to. So making sure that Yes, you're disciplined, but you actually have accountability to help you to get to where you need to go, both internal by yourself Mm. and with other people is really important. I just don't think, I feel like the most effective um, goals and the most effective progress that you can make comes as a result of making sure that you leverage everything that you have. Like really... I think we glorified this whole narrative of the self-made whatever. Mm. The self-made boss babe, the self-made man. I did this by my, I woke up at five. It makes a great LinkedIn story. <laughs> you see the posts wow. all the time. It's like, yeah. I did this to make sure I was super, super disciplined. But how much further could you have gone if you had leveraged the people that you have around right. you to help you with that right. discipline? Right. So, so I think understanding that discipline is not something that you have to do alone. Mm. You can actually do it with other people. Love and that. in fact, you can actually go further if Love you do that. it with other people. Love that. No, I, that's so spot. And I think in essence, like 
Discipline is really just a foundational pr- principle. It, it, Like you said, it looks different in every season, but it's the understanding and the belief that no matter what I need to do, I can actually make my body do it. Yeah. Being able to basically command your body to do something outside of what makes you happy and comfortable is a life skill we need to cultivate. I am a rice. It is a life skill we need to cultivate because <laughs> without it, you will constantly give up. A hundred. There are so many opportunities in life to give up. Yeah. Give up on yourself. Give up on that relationship. Give up on that friendship. Give up on uh, at that job. Mm. There's so many opportunities to give up. If you don't know how to tell yourself, I know you're uncomfortable. I know this is annoying. I know that um, there are better there are faster ways to do this. Yeah. I know that there are ways that are more comfortable to do this, but actually this is the way that is better for you. This is the thing that you have committed yourself to. If you can't then tell your body, so this is what you're going to do. If your impulses rule you, you will be living a life in which you are swayed by your emotions constantly. Being ruled by your emotions, very unstable. I know we tell ourselves to rely on instinct, but there will be times where you wake up and you think, I don't want to be a good friend Mm. right now. I don't want to have to be the bigger person. I don't want to have to be the person who constantly, I don't want to forgive. I don't want to apologize. Mm. Even though I know I was wrong, I wanted to act out. Mm. I don't want to stick to my diet plan. I don't want to stay celibate anymore. In fact, I want to have sex now. (laughs) Right here. Ring, ring. Ring (laughs) Ring my phone. (laughs) um but or i don't i don't want to continue to do the things that i know are bringing me closer to the person i need to be and want to be i don't want to do it anymore when every part of your body your hormones your thoughts your cravings are telling you you don't want to do this anymore what is going to make you say but i need to that's discipline Mm. the voice that says but you need to is discipline yeah i'm not talking about toxic hustle culture i'm not talking about external forces of pressure i'm talking about the the internal conviction to know i am on a good path here i am doing something which is going to help me Mm. and i desire so badly to have this level of success or to have this thing that i am striving Mm. for that i cannot allow myself to simply give up every time something more convenient or uncomfortable keeps popping up i need to learn how to subject my body to something that it does not like because it will actually help my body to do so having that mindset that's what discipline is discipline is a framework in which any life no matter how it looks like will be able to fit in when the new pressures of life and the new things which require more of you if you have children, mm. if you have not cultivated discipline, mm. they're just going to come in and still require things of you. If you haven't d- developed that um, mental fitness to be able to tell yourself, wake up early when someone needs you do that thing straight away. How are you going to take somebody who now, de- how are you going to take care of someone who demands more of your time? And it's not to say you can't do it if you haven't developed yeah. discipline. Like you said, though, it would be much easier if you had so much easier so much easier and also actually setting up your life yeah. to make it easier to do so oh, because life this can be so easy stop debating with yourself stop it 
this whole debating all and this is this is the problem because we have given ourselves room to debate with ourselves when we feel we don't feel like doing something Mm. that's already the precursor to failure Mm. so if you are somebody that needs to wake up early stop relying on yourself stop debating with your set your alarm yeah do the practical work but the thing is it's you set the alarm and you snooze this is true then you set the second one you snooze that too then you set the third one. No, but I and mean- if you snooze the, the third one, you need to go to therapy. But, and that's what I'm saying. It's that thing of, whilst I can even create parameters around myself, because we all know the stuff. Yeah, yeah, Make yeah, the yeah. plan. Yeah. Sit down, make the vision board. Yeah. Set your alarm for 3 a.m. Get this app that does X, Y, Z. Put your gym clothes here so that, but you still don't do Now, this one, you still don't do it. Mm. You've bought 17 notebooks. You've bought a budgeter. You've done all these things and you still don't do it. Ooh. That's what I'm talking about. So you, need, you need some deep therapy at the that point. Deep procrastination. Because and if you've given yourself that room like you've actually everything else is set up oh child you're actually a problem no biggest <laughs> so man thing you, you because don't have a problem it's you the problem is actually <laughs> you because you've you've put your gym clothes you've got four alarms and you snooze them yeah you actually have a very deep problem you do yeah yeah you need to seek out maybe i i think in that though it's it's less about you don't need more things to help you become disciplined. You need to make a decision. Yeah. You need to decide for yourself, do I want this or not? Mm. No one's coming to do the work for you. Exactly. No one's coming to fix you. In fact, the people who are coming to help you, you will meet along the way. If you're meeting people along the way, it means what? You have to actually start going. Mm. Go and start walking that path. Things... And I think the beauty of this though is once you actually do something you've been putting off or once you actually get into the routine that you've been dreading so much, you realize that it was much easier than you thought it was. The thing that is making it seem hard is the fact you're delaying. Yeah. The delay is what's making it seem worse than what it actually is. You gotta get up. Yeah. You actually need to get up. Stop giving yourself room. Stop it. I always find that if I need to wake up early Mm. and I stay in bed for even 10 minutes. Yeah. The rest of my day is finished. Yeah. Because of that 10 minutes, because I've actually made the conscious decision, I'm not going to get up. You can't then be mad at the domino effect Mm. of the rest of the day being unstructured Mm. and falling to pieces because you need to understand that there is a consequence for every decision that you make. So discipline is actually being very cognizant of the fact that there are it's a chain reaction mm. once you have made that one decision because it impacts the rest. Like mm. thinking about exercising in the morning, the endorphins running, which means that mm. you're going to be more focused at work or on the tasks that you have. Um, you're going to have more time to like hang out right. with your friends at the end. Understanding what's at stake as well right. on the other side of you being undisciplined. Mm. Because sometimes we think, oh, it's fine. It's just the one. Mm. And then the one turns into the two, the two turns into the three. And all of a sudden, you're with those guys in the corner store. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not to say that there's anything wrong with hanging around. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But kind of it, jazz, you don't but have the life you wanted. There we go. Yeah. So it's literally understanding that. Okay, cool. Sometimes going forward, you have to take two steps back, but don't let that turn into four. Yeah. Don't let that turn into six. Yeah. Don't let that turn into ten. And some of you are so far behind, cumulatively, but because it has seemed like you're only taking one step back. 
you don't realize just how many you've taken back mm. overall. You're still so zoomed into the micro, you're not realizing the macro effect of the decisions you're making mm-hmm. every single day. Very good. And understanding that discipline is not just a choice, but it's a choice that you need to make every day. Mm. Every day. Mm. Like obviously us being women of faith, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit being self-control, mm. yeah. discipline. It's something you wrestle with every single day. Every Don't think day. that discipline is something that you can do part-time. You oh, can't. Yeah. You can't. Maybe you can have off seasons, you can have off weeks, but understand generally the overall picture, you got to wake up and choose every day. Life doesn't Same. just happen to you. I saw a tweet like, um, earlier on that was talking a lady was talking about her experience of just you know going with the wind and mm. letting life happen and how unfulfilled she felt mm. because when you go with the wind understand that you are the ruler of your body the mm. ruler of your mind the ruler of your soul and if you don't rule there's no such thing as going with the wind it's intentionality or nothing yeah. if yeah. you don't rule yourself something else will yeah. you'll be ruled by your addictions you'll be ruled by um instant gratification you will be a slave to something yeah so if you don't get up and go you'll be a slave to your procrastination yeah. you'll be a slave to your delays yeah. you'll be a slave to the current image or picture of yourself so that you good. despise because you haven't tapped into the power that you have to control yourself mm. and choose and what you'll find is that when you are finally ready to live a life of discipline, it's not something that will just switch on. Fam. That is the biggest frustration sometimes. I'm ready to be disciplined now because now I have that new job or I have that new thing. You're about to experience a real uphill battle. Uphill. You better play the climb right now. Uphill. That Some people think that you're going to become the thing first and the discipline and the training will, will come. come. No, it doesn't work like You can't that. force yourself or shock yourself into becoming the person no because some of us think it's like hydrotherapy i'm just going to shock myself (laughs) put myself in this situation and i'll adapt (laughs) depression will quickly latch itself onto you (laughs) i'm gonna know but you know what i mean it's like uh, It's like, for example, like, let's say summer holidays yeah. after the six week break. Yeah. And your mum is like, it's it's a couple days before you're going back to school. And your mum is like, you know, you've got school next week. And you're like, yeah, but it's still summer holiday. The days start coming and now it's the weekend. And you know, Monday is my first day back at Fam. school. But you spend Saturday, you went to sleep at midnight, you woke up at 10 a.m. Sunday comes. You went to sleep at midnight and you woke up at 10 a.m. Why? Because you've trained your body now on a new body Bam. clock. Monday comes and you think, crap, I haven't really been rehearsing how to wake up at 7 a.m. But because tomorrow is school, I'll just wake up. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna force myself because the situation, I have to I have to be there. I have to show up. Bruh. When you do wake up the next day, <laughs> you feel so battered and bruised. So Bruh. battered and bruised. Some of us are waiting for the exam to revise. Do you get what I mean? Though that used to be me. It's not fun. No, because then when the time comes where you are cramming all that information, you're, uh, any serial procrastinator like I used to be would be able to tell you. The first thought you have is, I shouldn't have waited this long to do this. Can you just take me? Take I really me to shouldn't the have king. waited this long to do this. Mm-hmm. I could have done this across. Why didn't I do this across 10 weeks? Why did I wait till one nothing that hurts as much as that I told you so. And now you can't go back and reclaim the time. Time 
a resource you cannot get back. You really do need to practice mm-hmm. before you become. Many yeah. of us are waiting to become before we practice. We are waiting to become millionaires before we practice good financial yeah. management. We're waiting to become a wife before we you know, think about, okay, what does it actually feel like to be in a relationship? Yeah. We're waiting to become the thing yeah. before we put in the effort and the work that's required to maintain it. And yet, like Michelle Obama said, every day is the day of becoming. Oh, fantastic. Becoming. Becoming. There you go. It's Wake up and show up as her. That's it. You've got to. That's because it. nobody else is going to wake up and show up as her on your behalf. This is the thing. <laughs> that is the thing. No one, no one is going to do it for you. And you can't blame anyone when you end up upset that the fact that this is the result of the mediocre life that you've lived. Bro. The ball is in your court, sis. What do you want to do? Mm. And there's a choice that you'll make that helps you. There's a choice you can make that will keep you stagnant. There's a choice you can make that will even cause you to regress. You choose. It feels like, um, did you ever read those Goosebumps novels? No, I thought they were ugly. They look scary. They were great, great pieces of writing uh, back in the day. (laughs) Basically, they were these uh, self-read books Mm. where you were the protagonist Mm -hmm. and then you got to choose what you did. Mm. And then at the bottom of the page, depending on what you chose, you'd go to that That page page. and continue the story. Sometimes we met a very swift death. Um, <laughs> if we chose wrongly and you had to go back to the, you had to remember what page you're on, go back. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no do-overs in this life. Um, oh, come on. I I come was just on. thinking of that because some many of us think that we're going to have a do-over. Yeah. That even when we fail, now it's fine. I still have yeah. 10, 20, 30 years. Some of us think that because we have the privilege of being young, mm. that we can you know, fully fumble, play, all of that kind of stuff. When one of the biggest regrets across the board every time, because obviously I'm a nerd, I love reading like all of these like research papers and tests. Across the board, so many people who are in their 80s, 90s when talking about their regrets wished that they had done a lot of the things that we should be doing now. They wish that they had, you know, worked on their physical health because they wouldn't have so many problems now that they're older. They wish they had worked on themselves emotionally and mentally so that they could be there and be present for their Mm. family. They wish that they had, you know, taken the plunge and gone for that relationship and actually worked through it as opposed to leaving. They wish. I don't know about you, Courtney, but I am resolute in that I don't want to get to... 40, 50, 60, 70, however old I am, wishing. This is it. This is it. And you don't want to, you want to learn from other people's regrets. Listen, you don't have to feel everything. You don't. Okay? You don't have to experience it You don't it have all. to experience no, it all. No. Learn from people who have experienced the thing that you're trying to ignore. Okay. <laughs> and if people are telling you, if you don't want to live this kind of life, I wish I had done X, Y, Z. You better put your efforts into actually making sure that it actually happens, right? Because one thing that even us, or okay, I can speak for myself, even sometimes looking back on how I spent maybe the last five years, Mm. I wish I did this. I wish I had not do that. I had not have done that. I can now tell my younger sister, sis, don't do that. Do that. Try doing that. Mm. Don't avoid this completely. (laughs) Don't do that. Do not speak to this person. (laughs) But I can tell her that because of now my hindsight. If you're having access to what you should avoid for the next five years, avoid it. <laughs> avoid it. No, don't learn from the wisdom. that you can do better. And don't think you can do better. <laughs> learn from the wisdom. Why? Because then you'll end up five years later regretting and in 
literal pain Mate. at the fact that you actually could have made better decisions and you didn't because you actually knew better. It's different if you don't know no better. Oh, then let life be your teacher. But if you have sisterhood, if you have mentorship, if you have spiritual guidance, if you have books, if you have podcasts, if you have access to literal millionaires and billionaires, why are you trying to redo the same mistakes that other people have done and have let you know it's like for example i just went down that road renee don't go down that road it's a dead dead end no i'm going to go down because maybe it I won't can, be a dead it end won't for be me a de- it's a i said it's, there's a wall at the end <laughs> it's not going to change this is an objective reality <laughs> not good you will not find the the roads this is the thing a lot of life's principles really are objective reality we all kind of are walking around the same circles learn from the people who went down the roads and Mm. discovered it don't it doesn't lead to good places yeah Yeah, that's why i'd say learn learn from wisdom heed don't despise it and i know that you despise correction exactly i know that there's definitely like you know the generation before us they definitely made mistakes yeah and sometimes their delivery of those mistakes Mm. and articulating how you should conduct yourself going forward Mm. it's easy to despise them yes but there is wisdom with age and hindsight and sometimes when your mama says don't do that you don't do that Sometimes when, you know, your grandma says, baby, that I told you so, it will come real quick. It will burn very well. And And Lord knows the aunties love that I told you so. Don't give them the satisfaction. Hmm. Don't give them Hmm. the satisfaction. Listen, heed to wisdom. Heed to wisdom. Please, because we don't want you to be wasting your time when you could have avoided it. You could have avoided it. I mean, restoration is a real thing and i believe in it don't let your ego be your downfall but don't let your ego be your downfall don't let the assumption that you can handle any and everything (laughs) because death is real depression is real it really is being broke poverty is real oh broke is ah it's a very real place that's very real it's a very real place so find yourself there by choice I'm sick of you. Ain't nothing wrong with being there by you know, like we said, not unwillfully. The whole structure, but if you're there on account of yourself, (laughs) girl, (laughs) people can only help you so much. (laughs) That's where you want to be and make your dwelling. Okay, if you can make a dwelling with the materials on offer. <laughs> if there's any materials or not. Oh heavens, let me stop Oh, me literally me. making a house out of sticks and stones. Mate, it's all right. It's all right. Listen, we're doing better. We're doing we know better. better. We're, doing, we're better. doing better. That's it. Exactly. Wow. And in terms of being, just like quickly, yeah. In terms of introducing discipline. In your oh, life, literally, the, that's the question I was just about I'm to ask. <laughs> Look at me, foresight, baby. We've been talking about hindsight today. We're gonna go yes, with the foresight. Yes. So you know I guess what I'm saying. So lastly, to close this app. Yeah. A very good conversation thus far. Yeah, man. In what ways can you or can we cultivate discipline? Discipline, yeah. Um. Firstly, start small. Mm. I think because we start with the lofty goals, because there's such a distance to get there, it's very difficult to continue if we haven't built up the muscle of discipline. Mm. It's like somebody walking into the gym and trying to squat 100 kg when they've never squatted in their life. You will get injured. In fact, you'll probably not be able, precisely, you'll never be able to come back again because you're dead. Start small. Start with smaller goals in your life that are actually, you can see them. Yeah. So instead of, you know, going for the 100 kg squat, 
why don't you do a body weight squat? Mm. That's a good, get used to the movement pattern, get used to the feel of it, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Very good. Put yourself in smaller situations where you require discipline, but it's not as much as would be required for some of your loftier goals. So break up, it might even be taking that lofty goal Mm. and breaking it up into sections, right? So if you are saving for the house deposit, break it up, save for the 1K first, and then save for the 5K and then get to the 10K. Do this and break it up into milestones so that you can A, track your progress, Mm -hmm. B, assess what's actually working and C, build up that muscle of um, discipline. Because I promise you, it's always the first bit of discipline that gets people. Mm. But when you start seeing results, that's like, okay, cool. There's motivation Mm. here. It's like, oh, okay, I see this is working. It's Mm. like, oh, okay, I see. That's a little fatty coming through from me going to the gym. Let me keep going. Not me looking you know cute. Not me looking <laughs> Did someone say Coke bottle? You know, when you start seeing the smaller results, yeah. it gives you motivation to carry on because you see, ah, okay, cool. The stakes are actually higher. Right. I could do better. Right. So break it up into smaller goals, smaller milestones, um, and give yourself time to get used to it. I love the anecdote that you gave Mm. of, you know, waking up at 7 a.m. on the day that you need to go to school. (laughs) Don't do that. How about... How about, how, about you, how about you give yourself a week? So if you know you're the kind of person that wakes up at 12 p.m. Yeah. If you are. Do you know what it makes me think? Just, please don't. <laughs> Wait, what? What were you going to say? No, no, I was going to say, do you remember in English literature? <laughs> Literally, I was thinking Wuthering Heights. If you, and I hear it, you know. <laughs> so you've woken up after 10 a.m. You've basically Daisy. missed the day. <laughs> for those folks who have not read Wuthering Heights, it was something that we had to read in like year 12 for um, English literature. Yeah. And it was hilarious because um, Catherine had a maid yes. called Nelly. Yeah. And Nelly was one of those maids that were like, what are you doing if you wake up after 10 a.m.? Half of the day is gone. And that has stuck with us. <laughs> No, and you know what? She was spot on. But she was right. Because by the time you wake up at 10 a.m., God help you if you're one of those people who then spends 45 minutes on your phone. Bruh. By the time you've actually started your day, it's like 12, 1. <sighs> so if you do have a pension for waking up at 12 p.m., how about for the next week you wake up at 10? Yeah. And then the next week after that, you wake up at 8. Yeah. Because you actually need to acclimatize your body to the changes. 100%. Give yourself an acclimatization period Period. before you get into the swing of discipline. Very good. I think because we often rush into things, Mm. discipline becomes intimidating, scary, and really uncomfortable Mm. to the point of actually detrimental to our health because we haven't given our body, our minds, our souls time to acclimatize to the difference. Mm. So give yourself time and then also set up your accountability. So if it is that you're going to the gym at six, then baby, you better have your gym shoes by your bed. And if it is that, you know, you're trying to avoid going on social media, well, you can set up timers on your phone that say, "Uh -uh, it's Mm. time for you to go Mm. um if it is that you know you want to read 10 minutes every single day then choose the book in advance don't be out here looking for the book on the oh where's the (laughs) where's the uh, let me go on the you know find it and download an illegal pdf to read this book you should have done that before set your (laughs) because i know some of the sisters i'd be out when i was at uni bro do you know how many laptops i've ruined with viruses bro i'm trying to find a document (laughs) 
hope the FBI are not listening to I this. didn't. It's alleged. No, it's... <laughs> Allegedly. Not alleged. You know these anecdotes are just um representations. Hypothetical. And not In go. fact, we've even changed the people's names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of you. I'm not trying to catch a case. This is true. Um Instead of doing that, be smart and set it up beforehand. Yeah. One thing that I like to personally do is on my Sundays, like afternoons, mm. I have a personal like admin day mm. where I set up everything for my next yeah. week. So if it is that, you know, I'm going to the gym, particularly this time on these dates, I will know what outfits I'm wearing. Right. I will know what workout I'm doing. If it is that, you know, I want to, um, if you are a person of faith, if I want to read my Bible, I will set up exactly my Bible plan right. or like what I need to like look at or read. Um, decide exactly what it is you want to do Mm -hmm. and reverse engineer. So what are the steps that you actually need to take in order for this to become a reality in your life? Um, And also don't see, I know it's really, really tough, but many of us lose discipline when we actually attain the thing that we are looking for. Yeah. But we don't realize that in attaining, we must also maintain. maintain. So understanding that discipline must actually become a way of life so is good. really, really important because we think, okay, cool. I can handle this or hack discipline because it's only for a short period of time or for a defined period of time. Understand that there is discipline that goes into your maintenance routine as well. Yeah. So if you are, you know, I don't know, you are uh, practicing, I was going to say practicing celibacy, but child, when you get to that, that finish line, you go crazy. What discipline needs to be if you, no, but But even then, there you go. Even then, things like, if you have a lust issue, boy, just because you got married is not going to soothe the fact that you have a discipline issue. Therefore, if you then find yourself, though in a committed relationship, still sleeping with other people, just because you've achieved the thing that you think would solve your problems, doesn't mean you can maintain it if you have not trained your body for discipline. There we go. So understand that the goals that you are training for, you're also training for maintenance. Um, It's funny because I saw a tweet recently that was like the biggest... um, what do you call it? Faux pas of going to the gym is the fact that you can never stop going and that you actually have to work out constantly to maintain a particular body. Shocking. You guys need to get over it. You <laughs> get, no, no, you actually need to get over it with anything in life that you actually want. Unless it's one of those things of like, for like, for example, academic achievement, right? Right, right. You work towards it, you get it. But yeah. even in that, the transferable skills that are needed for the next, you know, phase Season, of your life yeah. where it's like your career, where you have to maintain a particular job. Yeah. Understand that discipline is not for just a defined period. It's actually, as you said, a life practice. Yeah. It is a life skill. Yeah. And it's something that you will need in differing areas, um, of your life. So and then the last thing that I will say, because I've been nattering on is... <laughs> Focus on one thing to add discipline to, like stack them up, okay? So if you look at your life and it's just a mess and then you decide, I'm going to transform myself in 30 days. I'm going to focus on this, 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 that. You're going to be an even bigger mess at the end of that 30 days. Again, trying to shock yourself into discipline doesn't work. Let them stack up. And the funny thing is when you focus on one thing and you're disciplined in one area, you will find that it will spill over into the other areas because you've seen it happen, right? So if you are disciplined and diligent with reading, you will find that, oh, actually it makes it easier for me to concentrate on my side hustle because I actually have more knowledge and wisdom in this area. Or if you find that, you know, working out consistently, right? It 
it gives you such confidence in yourself and how you move and your body that it spills over even into, oh, I can navigate social situations mm. better. I can put myself out there a lot more. I can value myself and value my body. I feel more positive about my body, right? Understanding that discipline also has a knock-on effect if you focus on one and allow it to bleed into others. Right. So, so important, but. No, that was spot on. That's, that's such my a conclusion. Great... <laughs> that's my ending. Such a great conclusion at that. I, I, yeah, everything that you said. I think, listen, this, this is going to be a process. Like it's I don't, process. you can never avoid this conclusion to any <laughs> podcast of ours. This is going to be a process. Give yourself grace and give yourself patience, sis. Delight in the process. Mm. Tick off them goals. Pat yourself on the back at the small wins. You know, I got up this morning. I made my bed. Hundred. I got up this morning. I actually had a healthy breakfast. That was a great start to my day. Mm. Then I got to the gym. Even if it means that this week, the only focus is, can I wake up seven days in the week? And fuck, can I wake up? <laughs> oh, God. For, some, for some people, that's the challenge. I woke up this morning while it was still bright outside. <laughs> I, I saw the sun. Or like I woke up at this particular time. Let me just master that this week. Yeah. Then next week I'll do the whole making my bed thing. Then next week I'm like you said, stack them. Next week I'm gonna next do the green tea. I'ma do the the you healthy breakfast like thing. Next the the following month, hopefully <laughs> by that time I would have gotten to the going to the gym thing. But if you stack them all and you kind of get yourself used to, okay, mm. take it a step at a time. Yeah, yeah. You'll make it. 100%. Slow and steady, slow and slow steady. Slow and steady wins the race. There you go. Well, so, so we hope that this has helped you. This conversation about self-sabotage and discipline. We hope that it has been a good start to your week. And hopefully Monday you can come back stronger. Come on. Strong. Um, it only makes you stronger. Na, 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 na. Kanye West. Kanye West. all that. <laughs> Yeah, I actually know. The disdain. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm trying to pick up on the song, so I was thinking, oh, she got to do it again. Again. Courtney, you need to come with, like, music reference. But you never know? start at the beginning. I know. Of, like, a, you always start, like, in the middle I of, know. like, a verse. I know. That I don't, my brain chorus. doesn't work like that. The chorus. Anyways, so... <laughs> We hope that this episode has we hope that this episode has helped you. Definitely share it with a sister. Sure. But as always, you can come and join this sisterhood community by subscribing to this YouTube channel, following the podcast on Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever it is you are listening to this podcast. Hopefully you're not illegally downloading this. Yeah, yeah. It, give us the stream numbers. We need the stream numbers. Um, but you can also follow us over on Instagram That's and right. just let us know what you think about this episode by commenting or adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. And if you want to come and say hi to us individually and see what we're doing in our day-to-day lives, you can follow this lovely, amazing lady <laughs> at Renee Kapuku. And you can follow me as well at CD Boatin. That's her. And of course, you can join in in the conversation on the Twitters, you know, little bird app app. <clears throat> little blue thing. At to my sisterhood, hashtag to my sisters. We'd love to see all those love comments. So bring, bring, bring them home, fellas. <laughs> bring them home. And of course, um, comment below in the YouTube. In fact, don't be commenting unless you've subscribed. Okay. <laughs> you be out here commenting, you haven't subscribed. Join the community, subscribe. Um, and of course, join our mailing list where we drop some very, very, very bright gems on a weekly basis. We do www.tomysisters.com has a certain ring to it. So you should go and. <laughs> 
knock knock um we're really coming with all of the wow. <laughs> let's wrap up let's wrap it up let's wrap it up but you guys have a fantastic fantastic week and we'll be yeah. back before you know it as always until then keep glowing and growing hey sis this is a quick ad break from your sponsors us uh, as you know <laughs> As you know, the first ever To My Sisters live show is happening October 23rd here in London, our home city. Don't worry, international sisters, we will come to your city soon. But until then, we have got your back with virtual ticket you can join us virtually on the day that's right by copying your ticket which renee is going to tell you more about absolutely so we have (laughs) virtual tickets which means that you can join in from the comfort of your living room your cafe your bedroom heck your bathroom wherever you feel the most comfortable (laughs) with your snacks with your drinks all of that good stuff all you'll need to do is to sign up via Eventbrite, which is available both on the mailing list, but also across all of our socials. We have shared the link. It's in our Instagram bio. It's in our Twitter bio. Heck, it's in every bio. Yeah, we might it's have in the description of this video. It's in the show notes of the podcast. Absolutely. You'll find it. And you can expect so much good stuff. We actually have a playlist coming out that you guys can uh, <laughs> vibe, to. vibe to and add some of those uh, bangers and mash. See what I did there. See what I did there. Had some of those bangers too. And we will definitely be engaging in conversations. It'll be an interactive live stream as well. So you'll be able to comment, you'll be able to share your dilemmas, and you'll be able to party and vibes with us, albeit virtually. So we are really excited. Yes. So for all the sisters who may not be able to come physically, please do get your virtual ticket. Even if you're international, you can hop on our first live show as well. We cannot wait to see you there on screen and we'll be on your screen but back to the episode back to the episode